And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Because uh, Doc Manson's here. What makes you so happy? It's just it's just a beautiful day. It's a beautiful Is day it? in the neighborhood. There's, Is it a beautiful day in the neighborhood, D.C. Matthews, at D.C. Matthews, N.A.I.? I think so, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. It is a gorgeous day. There's lots of wrestling to discuss. The world okay. is just a vibrant and wonderful place. And I, I could not be happier than to be here with you. I think I could be happier. What would make you happier? I don't know. I wish I had some pumpkin concoctions. No, sort of no pumpkin confection. today? Well, I've got a Rosemary's Baby pumpkin ale. But that's cheating because I've talked about that on the show before last year. But is it as good as you remember it? I mean, it's probably better than I remember it because I haven't been drinking beer for, you know, since May or so. So it's uh, it's a nice treat, that's for sure. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Is the whole appeal of pumpkin-flavored things, is it that pumpkin is so good or is it that it's only available this small part of the time? <clears throat> so it's something you can anticipate, you can look forward to, and then once it's here, you can savor it. Is the fact that it's not <clears throat> year-round... Does that change things, do you think? I'm sure that helps amplify its appeal, but I won't say that it appeals solely because it's seasonal. I mean, it's less true today, but when we were growing up, like, peeps were like a seasonal candy only available around Easter time. And uh, now, you know, peeps are available almost year-round for every holiday. But uh, I never liked Peeps, never have, and I never will. So, What is your problem with Peeps? Uh, they, they aren't good. They taste like garbage. They are too sweet. I don't, like, if, here's the thing. Like, if I want to have a yummy-tasting marshmallow, I will eat a marshmallow. I don't need this other thing that's processed. You don't need and to cover it in crystallized in granular sugar. sugar. No, I don't need that at all. It makes it worse. What if it you put it? Makes it worse. What if you put it in the microwave? Mm, no, thank you. While we're on the subject, Cadbury cream eggs, Cadbury mini eggs, delicious. Both of them are delicious. Those I could handle all year round. My. Uh, my wife, Mrs. Manson, had never had a Cadbury mini egg oh. until <laughs> I came along. And she tried them and she said, uh, I don't really like these. And I said, no, 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 no. That is not an acceptable answer. Hold out your hand, take another one, put it in your mouth, close your eyes. And as you're chewing, listen to my words. Hot cocoa. And she said, oh, yeah. They do taste like hot chocolate. And from that moment, she said, I do like these. And now she loves them. She listens to the show. Does she ever get angry with you 
at your impersonation of her voice? No, I don't think so. Why? I'm just curious. Are you saying it's too spot on? I'm not saying anything, in fact. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I don't, I don't, say, I don't mean it in a derogatory way. Um, so hopefully she doesn't take it that way. Forgive me if we've had this discussion before, but it's a podcast so people won't remember. Um, when you were a kid, what was the best thing? When, when you went trick or treating, which I assume you did, uh-huh. what was the candy you were absolutely hankering for? That when, when someone was, put these in your bag, you were very excited. Well, I can go one better. I know this is probably a foreign concept to you being, you know, a sole child. But I had a brother. So not only was I excited when I got something that, you know, I really enjoyed uh, from a house trick-or-treating. But there was also this entire concept of going home laying out the loot, emptying out your sack, mm-hmm. going through what you had in there, and then the negotiations began. Ah. Now, see, Making the trades with I, brother. I am an only child, but I did the majority of my childhood trick-or-treating with two cousins, one of whom, oh, okay. one of whom follows me on Twitter. I, you know, I, I will not divulge his name, but he and I tweet occasionally. Uh, took him a while it's to realize... It's Chip, isn't it? It is not Chip. <clears throat> but we did that. It's in Brandon terms- Mack, isn't it? It is not. It is actually no one that you probably know. It is Seahawk, isn't it? It is not Seahawk, though that would be hilarious if it turned out we were related, and that's why he hates on me so much. <laughs> um, so we would do the three-way negotiations, plus one of my cousins was literally six months younger than I, and the other one was three years younger than I. So we would try to bamboozle the younger one, trying to convince him. Now, you're the younger brother. Brother Manson is older Our than you. Our negotiations were pure. Our negotiations were fair. It what, was what were you... single piece for a single piece. That was negotiations. <clears throat> what were you going for? Well, when I was a kid, I really enjoyed milk duds. So that was one of the things that I was always looking for. I also was always looking for Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, See, I traded those away easily. Oh, those are delicious. The things I was giving away were like Whoppers. Forget Whoppers. Whoppers can go to right the hell. Whoppers are <laughs> disgusting. How do you feel about malted milk balls in general? Oh, yeah, they're, they're disgusting. They're oh, terrible. No. They're no good. <clears throat> the big candy store in eastern Connecticut, I'll even just say the name Munson's. If you know Munson's, <clears throat> they make just divine malted milk balls. That's one of my go-tos. They're, they're gross. Oh, Whoppers are terrible. Don't get me oh, wrong. Okay. Whoppers are terrible. Yeah, they are. I, and they I, taste sour. There's just it's there's too much malt, or I don't know what it is. But <clears throat> I, I will agree with you, though. Milk duds. I remember in middle school getting braces and not being able to eat milk duds, and it was a sad day. Sad day. Yeah, I don't think Matthews I can eat them. I don't think I can eat them anymore. Every time I have them, I seem to pull out a filling or a crown or something. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much just avoid them these days. No, but. I was going for the... Milky Way and the Three Musketeers, and I was trading. Oh, I don't like Three Musketeers. Three I was Musketeers. trading away Snickers and Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, you're crazy! Like, Snickers is the superior Milky Way. It's no. a Milky Way with a little bit of crunch. It's got those peanuts in there. Snickers is where it's at. No, I'm Milky a, Way is all bland. 
nope, I'm a purist. Yeah. I want that no. smooth and, feeling in my mouth. And furthermore, and furthermore, Three Musketeers are just gross. It's too much chocolate. You need to have a little there something else no, in there. There is no such thing in my mind, which probably explains this. Uh, <laughs> there is no such thing as too much chocolate. It, it I don't cannot know, man. be. Now, Mrs. Manson, she likes the Milky Ways. She likes the three months. And I mean, to this day, I mean, I, I now have come on board with the Milky Ways, particularly the Midnight Milky Ways. Those are delicious. Mm-hmm. A little bit of dark chocolate. Have you in there. seen the Simply Caramel ones where there's not even the nougat? It literally yes. just is caramel inside chocolate. I've, ac- I've had one. And th- those are actually okay also. I like a good, car- I like a good caramello. I like mm-hmm. a, you know, a good whatchamacallit. Um, one of my favorite candy bars has no chocolate at all. Most people look at it and go, you're crazy. But uh, paydays are delicious. I love paydays. I don't They're even so know what salty a payday and sweet. is. Oh, it's just, it's just like a caramel center covered in salted peanuts. It's huh. delicious. All right. That sounds good. And what was the candy? Oh, Baby Ruth. I'm all about Baby Ruth. Do you ever have a Chunky Bar? We were just talking about that at work the other yeah. day. You have a Chunky Bar? But those are disgusting because they have raisins in them. I, thank you. Thank you. That is the exact argument that I made. And they were like, no, raisins are delicious. And I'm like, get away no. from me. Raisins suck. <clears throat> I mean, you might as well. I mean, what about a Toblerone? You like a good Toblerone? I mean, I wasn't getting that for you know, I, Halloween. GQ, but... GQ has mentioned it. I was the president of the French club two years ago, and I've had me many a Toblerone. Were you president of the French club just to get exclusive access to the Toblerones? No, but I wouldn't have put it past myself. Maybe the Toblerones and the Nutella. Oh, man. Nutella. I had never had Nutella until I lived with you, sir. So I, thank just you. Just say it. You're welcome. <clears throat> I didn't have it until oh, high school. Nestle high Crunch school. Bars are good, too. I don't like them anymore, but as a kid, I like Nestle Crunch Bars. If you and I are ever at a store, we will need to periscope the candy aisle. Oh, 100%. <laughs> what are your favorite type of Skittles? Regular? Or you mean specific flavors? Um, no, I, I meant like a, a, yeah, a flavor profile. So... A, a, a type of skit like the original or original. my favorite is wildberry no original um, all the way on a wildberry all the way i am actually not a fan of any other kind of skittle wildberry is the only other kind that i like and i think it's superior the rest of them forget it let me run this science experiment by you and see if you appreciate my but, methodology but the originals are good yes the I, I do this i started this last year or the year before with my classroom i get skittles okay and the kids have to close their eyes and I give them one of a random color, and they have to try to tell me what color it is, and we see whether or not they're right or wrong. So <clears throat> the hypothesis is that you have to see the Skittle to really be able to comprehend its flavor. Okay. How does that turn out? More often than not, it's either a 50-50 split or they get it wrong. Now, granted, these kids are six and seven, so maybe their palate is not evolved enough. Perhaps I will need to do the experiment here on the show myself because everyone knows an experiment with one person is really valid. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. Uh, But they enjoy it because we're eating candy in the classroom. They think it's amazing. Yeah, well, that sounds like a good time. Oh man, baby Ruth. So let me ask you let me ask you this next question. Yeah. I have these two cards here with a list of wrestling topics. Should I just throw them away? Should I rip them up and throw them away and let's just do the random show that's apropos of nothing? I don't care that it's the Wednesday before No Mercy. I don't care that Goldberg might be making his return to WWE in a mere three hours on ESPN. Are we just scrapping this? Because you're in a better mood now than you were before the show. 
I don't know. There's there's too much wrestling. <laughs> I do think that's true. I think there is too much, and I think that has affected our. We were talking about the the state, the stagnant state of our statistics literation. Yes, much. <clears throat> and I do think that is because there is so much wrestling going on that it is hard to get excited for yet another podcast when you've got six or seven hours of wrestling on a non-pay-per-view week to watch. Yeah. I I struggle with it, plus, you know, recording the shows and, and so on. So. See, this is one of the highlights of my week, so that's another reason why I'm in such a good mood is because I get to sit down, I get to talk to you, we get to be ridiculous. I do enjoy recording the shows. I would say it's one of my highlights of my week as well. I, I just... Oh, there's so much wrestling. That's what I'm saying. We can, you know, we can tweet out our... Do I really need to know your opinions on Kurt Hawkins versus To Be Determined, which apparently has been announced for No Mercy? Yes, you do. You do need to know my opinions on that. Could the Kurt Hawkins character have gone any worse? No. No, it could not have. And we haven't even seen him yet. Outside of the vignettes. I, I've seen the vignettes, and I no longer want to see him. I was originally excited, because here's a guy that, you know, <clears throat> was relatively successful during the era in which I wasn't watching, so he's this new guy, I get to learn about a new wrestler, and now I'm like, I don't want to watch you. At mm. all. That sounds positive. Have you seen our emails yet? I haven't read them. You need to read DJs. I'm going to skip ahead to DJs because I think if you read that, that could be a potential topic for the show. Yeah, just read read it now. Just read it now. If you were to make a list of DDT wrestling, who would be on it? So, so going off of the list of Jericho. And and Jericho's list. Well, no, and not even people because I want to say that the list of Jericho began with specific things. It didn't have to be people. I think his first time, he was talking about things that he disagreed with in WWE. It was his... <clears throat> he's essentially airing his grievances in a very festivous kind of way. He's airing his grievances with WWE. You don't seem to be in the most positive mood I've ever seen you in. Why don't we air our grievances with WWE and the professional wrestling product and wrestling in general and the whole Twitterverse and stuff? I don't know. I don't know if there's any entertainment value in that. I mean, I I know there's some. Maybe you'll get me on a rant or something. But I feel like, isn't that what we do every week? People have got to be tired of hearing me this is what spouting you off do every negatively. Week. I'm just, well, yeah, exactly. It is what I do every week. So, I don't know. I'm tired of being so negative. Says the person who said he just was done recording this show before we went on the air. I'm still here, aren't I? <clears throat> yeah, that's true. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, DJ. I really thought this was going to well, be a great idea, but uh, apparently I was list? incorrect. What's on um, your list? Well, it depends on how much we want to go down. You know, how much we want to go down. Uh, I think having a Oh, f- I want to go down. Down where? Town. Down by the bay. Where the, um, Kurt Hawkins is on my list. Okay. Kurt Hawkins is like everything bad with Bo Dallas. 
Kurt Hawkins is on my list. Uh, the fact that Rhino, not Rhino, Bray Wyatt lost to Kane by countout is on my list. Well, he also lost to Kane at um, whatever that show was that he was supposed to fight Orton, right? Yeah. Wasn't that SummerSlam? Was that? No, that's because SummerSlam was Orton Lesnar. So it must have been Backlash. Or Yeah, all right. <clears throat> well, still, and you know what? Fine. He lost to Kane because of Orton's interference. And then to have that same thing happen again, but you go and take the count out. Because I guess you don't like that. I guess that showed he doesn't care about wins and losses, which is also on my list. That the Bray Wyatt character wouldn't care about that. Um, I actually tweeted last night that it makes perfect sense for his character to walk away and take the count out. And that's exactly why. Because he doesn't care about wins and losses. He's a crazy person with no rhyme or reason in his head. He's obsessive. He fixates on a single person, and that just consumes him. So apparently, that's what's happening yet again. He's obsessed, consumed by Randy Orton, and he doesn't care about what's going on with Kane. I mean, it's perfectly consistent for his character, I think. Okay. I suppose. I don't say I like it, but it's consistent. I thought there was some Russell magic to him being locked in that box and then not being locked in the box. There's a yeah, little bit. Of, there's fine, a little I bit guess. of spooky. How do you get out of there? Kind of thing. You tweeted that out too. You tweeted that it doesn't necessarily prove he's <clears throat> the master of Russell magic, but it was something. No, that's not what I, I said. Uh, as soon as they cut back to the commentators. JBL was saying, he's a master of mind games. And I don't think, you know, appar- apparating? What was that in Harry Potter? Yeah, apparating. Apparating out of a locked box counts as mind games. Well, that's, that's Randy Orton magic. believed he had Bray Wyatt trapped, and in turn, he was proven wrong. Therefore, his mind was messed with, was played with, if you will, in a gamish type fashion. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt has has had moments that I've really enjoyed. Uh, the Bray Wyatt, the Blair, whatever. The, the the Blair Wyatt, the Bray Witch, whatever. Whatever I've been calling it, I can't remember anymore. You know, that those backstage promos were kind of interesting and neat and different because, you know... Bray Wyatt was doing his spooky thing in a dark sort of way. It was something different from what we'd seen before. It was interesting. Um, But I think the WWE has consistently shown us, and once again in this feud showed us, that they have no idea why we like Bray Wyatt. Like, this entire last yesterday, him getting locked in that box and those little vignettes... And Randy Orton getting one out on top of him, you know, out until the end when he apparates out of there. Um, None of that was interesting to me. None of that was really entertaining to me. None of that. I liked it. I didn't like it as I didn't like it as much. much. I didn't like it as much as the week before. But I liked Bray. You know, the problem was Bray was trying to do, and I believe if I can get it done in time. I believe I will be sending you something for the Weekly Wrestling News, episode 6 or 7, whichever one you're on, uh, that talks about potentially why we like Bray Wyatt. 
But, uh, you know, the fact that he was kind of doing this running commentary like he was talking to Randy, except Randy wasn't there, that threw me off a bit. But I liked that he got out of the box because I was like, if really, if literally all Roadrunner Orton had to do was shut him in a box and that stymies Bray Wyatt, that was going to be a problem. So when they opened the, the box... Moment, he... The moment they locked him in the box... I think even Mrs. Manson looked at me and said, so he's not going to be there at the end of this, right? And I was like, yeah. See, I I wasn't either. You know, I watched it early this morning, and I was just like, come on. And then he's like, pound, you know, he like banged his head against the wall, and then I'm like, come on. You know, I'm waiting for like the, he was not even in a box. He was in like a truck, and the, you know, this tractor trailer truck was going to be taking him out to like, the middle of nowhere and and again and i think that's part of the you know i'm so my expectations have been so shot with bray wyatt that i could have believed that randy orton tricked him into getting in a box i liked it last week when bray wyatt was you know the dominant one the moment at the end of all those things when randy orton suddenly had the better of him and eric rowan had the sheet mask on i lost interest i don't like randy orton at all he's boring he is he? Think he does is he on me. your list? Sure. Let's put. A, let's make a list. Let's put uh, Randall Orton on there. But uh, you know, he just him being in charge like this and being the cerebral assassin. He, he's playing by games with Bray Wyatt. I, I don't care. I, I don't. I don't care. I can't muster enough energy to care about Randy Orton. I just cannot. Okay, and he, I think he actively makes me enjoy anything he touches less. So that includes Bray Wyatt in this case. So who wins? Since we're going to do this, let's actually do our predictions and productions. Who wins? I, don't, I mean, you'd be crazy to say anything other than Randy Orton, right? Because Bray Wyatt is a knuckleball head. A knuckleball head? Yeah, I wanted to say something else, but. I thought I'd keep it PG. A knuckleball head. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so you'd have to be crazy to pick Bray Wyatt? You're going to pick Bray Wyatt. I, I got it. I am. I mean, you have to, right? Because he have, should win. He has to win. And I have. There'd be no reason for him not to win. Whatever it's called. Stockholm Syndrome or whatever. I can't quit him. Or that's Brokeback Mountain. I can't quit Bray Wyatt. I have to believe. I'm like Randy Orton is at the stage of his career where it's not like... But then again, I could totally see, heading into Survivor Series, the big SmackDown feud being Orton versus Styles. I could absolutely see Orton versus Styles. So this could be the springboard that puts him into the title conversation. But I have to say... Isn't that what Bray Wyatt always does? Yes. But I'm going to say Bray Wyatt, and I'm going to continue to say Bray Wyatt until he is no longer in the company. When he goes to Lucha Underground which we'll talk about on A Private Earful, because I spent Monday binge-watching the first half of Season 2 of Lucha Underground. I still haven't seen the first half of Season 2 of Lucha Underground. I can share it with you, because I procured it with actual eh. with actual cash monies. Oh, interesting. So, But regardless, I'm going to pick Bray Wyatt, even if I know I'm just asking to be disappointed. Because unless Luke Harper shows up, Eric Rowan just had surgery. He's gone for a while. Bray needs some, you know. Usually when Bray wins, he has help. So unless Luke Harper's coming out to help him, 
Bray's going to have to miraculously pull out this victory. And while I would love to spend the winter watching Bray Wyatt versus AJ Styles, I, I, I can't go that far in my positivity. Sure. <clears throat> All right, pre-show match, Jack Swagger versus Baron Corbin. How do you feel about Jack Swagger on SmackDown? That's that silence sums up how I feel about Jack Swagger. Period. I like him until he opens his mouth, and then I'm like, please stop talking. You 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 are this strong. You are this large physical presence who has a good facial look when you look angry, and then you start talking and you sound like a cartoon. So who's winning? Yeah, this kickoff I mean, match. I saw someone on Twitter say, given the current climate in America. Do you think that Jack Swagger's character is really appropriate currently? And I just kind of, I didn't tweet this, but I took a step back and I thought, was his character ever appropriate? He was a heel for a long time who was saying that this country should not have any form of immigrants here. Like, how is that America? He was a reflection of... The Tea Party, I suppose. Sure. <clears throat> when he was with Zeb Coulter but, and but even, even Cesaro. Even if that's true, I would never have claimed that he was an appropriate reflection of America as a whole. No, the which only, is what that tweet insinuates. <clears throat> no, and the only re- that is a reflection of the fact that those that type of belief structure is a month away from or is contending for the actual presidency. It's more, you know, but what what should what is WWE? And again, he's not that character anymore. He literally just is a Except baby he face. Is. He's a baby face who puts his hand over his heart and says, "We the people." He's not talking about anti-immigration anymore. He just he's happens not, to but be. The he we is, the people thing is a very strong tie to that character that I don't think. See, I don't, I don't think, think that's he should true. Do that. I don't I, think he should do that because I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's he is gener- he is generic patriotic American babyface number five. That's what he is right now. Is he's just you know he's Sergeant Slaughter. He's the Patriot. He's any of these guys back when Marcus Alexander Bagwell was part of Stars and Stripes or whatever it was called. <clears throat> he's that guy, and you know I would like to see a shift in his character. I actually think Swagger and Corbin might be better suited as allies instead of as opponents, kind of in a Sheamus and Cesaro type way. No, no, no. Baron Corbin is the lone wolf. He does not do partnerships. Did you know that the darewolf PJ Black broke both of his ankles in a para-jumping accident? I did see that. Also, there was a photo. That's what you get for being a darewolf. It's gross. Did you see the photos of Jamie Noble's stab wounds? I did not. He got hurt. Like he had yeah, a collapsed, collapsed lung. lung. <laughs> did you see the uh, photos of Alberto Del Rio's stab wounds? I tweeted this out earlier. I'm not expecting the stabber to be Paige, but I would not be surprised if the stabber was Paige. I'm guessing he was not stabbed. Because the San Antonio Police Department has no reports of a stabbing incident. What does it look like to you there, Ph.D.? It looks to me like he's a druggie who's lying about something for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. But this story, the the Page and Alberto Del Rio story 
is very, very strange. And it just keeps getting weird. Well, no, that's not true. After the ovaries exploded, it can't get any weirder than that. That was the weirdest tweet that's ever been uttered ever in the world. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but something's up. I also think it's really strange that they haven't removed Alberto Del Rio from the WWE 2K17 commercial. He's going to be in the game. He's he left he on good. He left on good he terms. He does not have to be in the game. He doesn't have to be, but he will be. They can they can do a day one patch that simply removes his character. There's no reason why he has to be in that game. If the if he if he had left on bad terms, or if something happens, and I hate that I'm saying this, if something happens in the next six weeks that is a detriment to him or his character. Do you believe that he left on good terms? Yes. I don't. He was suspended and then got out of his contract. And then he made the statement that he left on good terms and the WWE has been silent on it. I think he left. They mutually agreed it was in the best interest for him to go, which... I agree. Which I think in WWE qualifies as good terms. He was not fired. I do not think he will be back in the WWE. He might not, but I I also don't think it's so bad. Obviously, it's not so bad. They're keeping him in here. They've decided it's not worth the time and effort to go on to iMovie and take him out of the game. Or take him out of even the promo. Apparently. Corbin or Swagger? Who's winning? Corbin. That reaching for the ropes tapping thing was kind of funny and somewhat original. But yeah, Corbin's going to wipe the floor with him on Sunday. I do think it was really strange how JBL was saying, ah, he clearly didn't mean to tap. Which, that makes sense because he's defending the heel. That's what he does. Then David Otunga was saying, ah, no, he clearly tapped. Which, like, you could make the argument that makes sense because he's defending the face. Except usually you don't blindly defend the face. Usually you defend them because they're actually doing the right thing mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever. So to falsely claim that it's clear he was tapping just seemed like a really strange comment from that commentator. You have to remember this one fact. David Atunga, despite being a lawyer, is really stupid. Everything, you know, he waited two or three weeks to tell us about his conversation with Rikishi, and it was the most anticlimactic thing ever. Yeah, he's really yep. dumb. What is the appeal of the three man announced team? Why is it so prevalent? I have no idea. It doesn't appeal to me at all. I, I don't under the best. Announced teams in history, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, people like uh, Lucha Underground, Vampiro, and Matt Stryker even. Two people. You add that third person, they can't get Mike into a Mike today rhythm. and Don West? They weren't bad. No, they weren't bad. When we were watching TNA, they weren't bad. But two people. Three people, yeah. they can't get into a rhythm. They're always talking over each other. Or you've got to have... I am the color commentator. I am, or I am the you know play-by-play guy. I am impartial. I'm Corey Graves. I apparently root for heels. I am Byron Saxton. I apparently you know, I don't know. It's just it's dumb. There's a lot of shtick involved. I could do without the shtick. 
Uh, I could also do without this Nikki Bella Carmella match, but it's going to happen anyways. Um, I heard something about Nikki's career being on the line, but I assume that's not actually the case. I didn't hear that, but <clears throat> something I, about Carmella. So Carmella saying she was going to end Nikki's career. Maybe she was just threatening her at the show. Um, uh, I think it was on Talking Smack as well. Oh, she maybe said, that's but. it. I have not been paying attention to this feud at all. Has this feud been any good? What feud? The Nikki Bella Carmella feud. Well, Nikki Bella's involved, so no. Is she on your list? She is on my list. All right. So slowly, not, I don't. I don't find her very entertaining. Slowly Sorry, but man. surely, this list is getting fleshed out. Yeah, I mean, Carmella. Don't get me wrong. She's green, and she probably needs some more promo classes. But at least she's fresh and different. Like she's out there and going for it, and she's mm-hmm. good enough. You know what I mean? She's not Nia Jax bad. I don't think. I see a lot of hate for Carmella on Twitter, but I don't understand that honestly. I think she's new. I think she's a little green, clearly the greenest of the division, but I think she's doing okay. My issues with Carmella were that she was trying to be the female Enzo Amore without having the verbal talent of Enzo Amore. And when she turned heel, I lost my criticism because she stopped coming out. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, again, I haven't been paying much attention. She stopped coming out with the, I'm the princess of Staten Island. and Sure. All- once that was gone, I was like, okay, I don't understand why he'll moonwalks, but I can let that go. And I've seen a so. lot of people say she does a terrible moonwalk, but Nikki Bella, mocking Carmella this week, did a terrible moonwalk. Yeah, I, 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 I don't have to care about that. So, and, you know, she's fine in the ring. Yeah, she's green, but that's going to happen. She's fine in the ring. The look works for her. So I'm okay with it. I think she random. I think she cheats to win, but I think she beats Nikki Bella. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of that as well. I mean, she's been getting one over on Nikki so often. It makes me want to say Nikki's going to win. But I'd like to believe that maybe Nikki is in the phase of her career where she's you know going to be trying to actually put other people over. Let's hope. It would make more sense for Carmella to win now and Nikki to win in the future, <clears throat> either against Carmella or, you know, if she's going to win another women's title, it doesn't make sense for her to, you know, springboard into that right now. So am yeah. I writing Carmella down for you, too? I believe you are, sir. I feel bad for Natalia, And the I reason don't. I feel she's bad... Terrible. Is she on your list? No, I like Natalia. Naomi's on my list. She's on my... When the, Naomi... I, I, she is, she, I was going to say she's athletic. I don't really, she know is. if that's true. She I mean, is, a, no, she is. is an, she is obviously an athlete and to my limited viewing, I have yet to see her as an athlete transition into being a good wrestler. You cannot make the case that athletes, good athletes always make good wrestlers because Naomi and Dana Brooke are kind of exhibits A and B, and Dana Brooke is better than Naomi is, I think. I can't stand that she has a move that probably should be called the tossed salad. (laughs) 
I'm uncomfortable that I understand that reference, but you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 Is she, does she have a match at this event? No. And the reason okay. I feel bad for Natalia is I was like, all right, four of the women have a match, so I guess the only two who don't are Naomi and it took me two or three minutes to remember that Natalia was in this division. Ah, yes, she is. That's kind yes, of, that's why I feel is. bad, because she is, I, I enjoy Natalia greatly. I think she would have made a fine choice as the first SmackDown Women's Champion, and she is incredibly forgettable. Incredibly. She always has been. And I feel bad for that, because she's got a lot too. of talent. She does have a lot of talent. Not a lot of charisma, I don't think, but... Um... No. You know, but at the same time, Brett had charisma, but it was a different kind of charisma than everyone else had. He sure. had I, he had charisma as a wrestler, and I think Natalia could have that as well, but it just has not manifested itself. What what do you make of the this resurgence on Twitter of uh, pictures, tweets regarding um, Charlotte? Sasha Banks and Summer Rae. Have you seen this? A lot of people being like, people forget that Summer Rae is Summer the one who Rae, well, together. You know who did was tweeting that? Who's that? Summer Rae. She was the one tweeting it because she's trying to stay relevant and feeling like she was instrumental in that great booking decision to put them together. But <clears throat> Charlotte looks almost unrecognizable. That's yeah. always what I look at. Both of them, really. But so they, does Kermit. I hate that that's what I think of every time I see her, but I can't help it. It absolutely is. I mean, honestly, after she said that stuff about Dana, and I hadn't put two and two together, but you sent that joke to me for the Weekly Wrestling News, and since then I have realized that that is the more accurate comparison. I think... Sasha Banks looks more like Kermit the Frog than does Dana Brooke like Miss Piggy. I agree. And now I cannot unsee it. I'm sorry. I cannot unsee it. All right. Tag team titles. Let's get to the title matches. Hello, Mrs. Manson. Thank you for bringing the water. Hi. Hi. What? Did she not see the camera? How many monitors do you have in there that it took her that long to find the camera? A lot. Okay, Many. sorry. You're you're not on the monitor that has the camera on it, so oh, it's that's confusing. that's that is confusing. Um, the Usos, the heel Usos, are taking on champion Slater and Rhino. I predict new tag team champions. I don't want to predict that, but I think it's probably the case. Yeah, <clears throat> because what else do you have them do? It you have was Beauty Slater and Beast go on to feud with the Vod Villains? Was Slater? I, did Slater and Rhino appear on SmackDown no, last night? Not that I'm aware of. You know, you had the Usos feuding with Jason. Jo- I think it's going to be Alpha versus the Usos. That's the tag title feud going forward. I like Slater. I like Rhino. I've enjoyed what they've done, but I can't see this continuing no probably not i wish it could just it's too bad because this is the one and only time i've ever looked at heath slater and been like me too all right 
There is something to this guy. Me too. Otherwise, he has done nothing for me. Correct. So, but all right. Uh, will we see a new intercontinental champion? I don't know. We've talked about this a few times, and I'm going to go ahead and say Dolph is done. I agree. I've tweeted it out. I got into a... a uh, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for him to be done again. SmackDown does have problems with the depth of its roster, and losing Dolph Ziggler, while not a huge deal does not help that situation. But, uh, you know, they can move other people over. The, clearly, it's not like anything is concrete, so it's not the end of the world. Um, Just like I can't give up on Bray Wyatt, I can't give up on the idea that we're going to see some moves heading into the holidays. <clears throat> Raw just is, too, you know, Sami Zayn wrestled Titus O'Neil for no reason. You've got... You've got the Titus brand! We're establishing the Titus brand. Yeah. The Titus brand, DC. So I think we're going to see some talent be moving the, the, over. The Titus brand. The Titus brand. Titus okay. Brand. Unless he comes out with literally a cattle brand and starts burning things into people. Mm. Cowboy Titus O'Neil. That's going to smell. Uh I understand your concern regarding the depth of the roster, but I just think it, I was having this conversation. It will be a big letdown. You have you've spent this whole time building this story and the Dolph documentary, which featured members of the Spirit Squad, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, having this result in just yet another Dolph Ziggler Intercontinental Title victory is a major letdown. And I think yeah. more people will say that than others. There was a very passionate Dolph Ziggler fan who I spoke to this morning, and I give him credit for his passion. Uh, but I think he will be in the minority of people who are excited to see another Dolph Ziggler Intercontinental Title thing. That he will, he will, if he actually retires, there will be a huge surge of popularity for him because he's leaving. That does not happen if he wins. Yeah. Nice haircut, by the way. I'm just noticing it. Thanks. Uh, women's title. Becky Lynch versus Alexa Harley Blissquin. Becky. Do you have anything you want to say about that? I think it'll be a good match. I like Alexa Bliss. I don't think she's ready. So why, then... And I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Why then do you say Carmella beats Nikki, but Alexa doesn't beat Becky? Because it's not for the championship. So Carmella beats Nikki because it's a non-title match, but Alexa doesn't. So Alexa looks good, but winds up losing. Is that what happens? I don't know. I kind of feel like we're just... I kind of feel like we're just sort of wasting time right now until we get to... Whatever the real feud is going to be. Is it going to be Becky versus Nikki? Is that really, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the differences in the <clears throat> women's divisions, even including NXT, but there is no, despite the fact that there are six talented, using air quotes, uh, women in the SmackDown women's division, 
there's not a marquee feud among them. No, there is not. Uh, which is why I think Becky and Nikki is that marquee feud that they're building towards because it's the only one that I can see them believing as a marquee feud. I don't see it, but that's what I think the company thinks. And is it babyface versus babyface? Because you can't no. turn Nikki heel again. Like she was heel, yes, then can. face, then heel. She's going to literally have a babyface run for like five weeks? Yes, she is. Okay. Maybe. I do think that's the only option they have, unless they wind up again making a move. Asuka are you comes gonna, up. Are you going to do Becky versus Natalia again? No. You would do Becky versus, I, I guess, Carmella. You would do Becky versus Carmella, because if Carmella beats Nikki, maybe that, in her mind, makes her the new number one contender. And you might do that next. I'm not saying Becky versus Nikki is next. But I think when we start talking about the road to WrestleMania, unless there's been some shakeups on these mm-hmm. rosters, that's the I think, only one that makes sense. I think I would pencil that in. I would pencil in Becky versus Nikki right now for WrestleMania 33. And by then, Nikki can certainly be a heel. Right. That's what I'm talking about. That sort of thing. Okay. Frame. All right. Yeah. Then long term, you're absolutely right. All right. That brings us to our main event the triple threat match. John Cena, Dean Ambrose, and AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship at No Mercy. Well, it's not going to be John Cena. I think that's pretty much a guarantee. And I think it's a lot of, you know, if you listen to him talking about it, he keeps talking about trying to win and trying to win and trying to win. And part of me is like, oh, that's nice. He's not being overly confident. But at the same time, I also think he's kind of leaving it open that I might lose this thing and go away to film a TV show for a while. Yeah. So in that case, I hope AJ Styles retains. Is that what I'm writing down, or do you think Dean Ambrose yeah, wins? Yeah, write it down. I, that's what I have as well. <laughs> Once again... Proving that in a one, two, three, four, in an eight man or in an eight match pay per view, you and I disagree about one result. <laughs> but I think that's yeah. what we're, I think that's what's going to happen when these pay per views are so frequent. Is in a lot of cases the writing's going to be on the wall because I do think AJ retains. I I don't think it makes any sense to put the belt on Dean again right now and Cena's not going to win. So Styles holds onto it for a while. You know, I think Styles. Uh, yeah. I think Styles is your champion until, at at the earliest, probably Rumble. the Rumble. Yeah, I agree. All right. I mean, maybe I don't know. I'll see what is happening around Survivor Series. I guess I don't. I don't know. I again, and I'm not sure where you know where does the main event go from here because okay, so let's say Styles wins, Dean Ambrose pretty much is out of options. John Cena goes away. No. Um, Do we see Ambrose versus Styles, Styles again? Yeah, exactly. exactly what we see because AJ is going to pin Cena, or you know, Dean is not going to be the one at fault here. So he's going to have earned yet another rematch, and we're going to see that first for sure. Either that, or we'll see Team Ambrose versus Team Styles because this is Survivor Series. There should be at least one elimination tag match. We could see. 
the lunatics versus the phenomenal ones. Except, just a couple weeks ago, AJ Styles couldn't find one tag team partner and had to go with James Ellsworth. Like, yeah, how is he going to get a whole team? The club comes it. over. I guess. Because knows they ain't doing anything else. That, you know, again, if there were trades to be made, I could see his team coming a lot from Raw. You know, AJ, The Miz, and Gallows and Anderson versus Dean, Orton, and... And... Who did I say? Well, let's see. Probably wouldn't be Alpha... Dolph Ziggler. No, he's gone. And right. Slater and Rhino, or it would be a tag team. It would be a tag team that would be feuding with uh, Gallows and Anderson. So, what other t- the, the hype? Day. The hype bros after they defeat. Uh, it is a cross-brand pay-per-view, so I suppose you could have a SmackDown and Raw team, and that so. way AJ doesn't need. You know, you don't even need to have the club move over. Right. I suppose. All right. So that covers No Mercy. We've got that settled. We do, Yeah, it literally is. The only match we ag- disagree on is Orton versus Bray, and I'm just doing that for my own sick, twisted mind games with myself. Uh, did anything on Raw happen that excited you, that sparked your interest? Chris Jericho is gold. He's amazing. There's a reason Nerd DC wrote a song about him. He's amazing. Um, he was really good. I, I don't enjoyed... understand their fascination with celebrity guest hosts. I I it was irritating to me for a while, but as I was listening, I appreciated that Ashton Kutcher, Kutchner, Kutcher, whatever his name is, actually knew enough about like he he was using some wrestle-related lingo, and it wasn't like he had it on a card. Like, he's obviously watched enough to be able to speak somewhat informed about the product. So I appreciated that. Having said that, I don't ever need another guest host again. Do guest hosts really contribute positively to ratings at all? Because that's got to be what they're doing, right? They're trying to boost... yeah, Their they're numbers. trying to boost ratings. You know, the I remember seeing something where Vince McMahon talked about wanting Raw to be like Saturday Night Live because he wanted to have celebrities, A-list celebrities, coming on to host it and promote their stuff, just like you do on SNL. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. The first WrestleMania was built around that idea, and did it rather effectively to some oh, degree. They had guest stars like you know WrestleMania 11, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Pamela Anderson, Jenny McCarthy. I just talked about this because it was JTT's birthday a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. You know they've had them all the way, but I suppose what would you rather have? Would you rather have a celebrity guest host or would you rather have a celebrity who gets in the ring and wrestles, a la Arrow, Floyd Mayweather, Aki Bono, guest, guest host. I don't think they belong in the ring. I think that's true. Well, I, I, although I enjoyed what the guy who played, you know, the guy who plays Arrow, Stephen Amell, I think his name is. He did a very good job. However, my problem is what you're doing is you're saying you're bringing a celebrity in 
who is a celebrity, who is not a fighter, maybe they're athletic, sure, but they're not wrestlers. And you're putting them in the ring with these WWE superstars, these professionals. These are the best in the world at what they do. And you're telling me a guy with no training from Hollywood can go toe-to-toe with them? Like, that's not a good way... That's not a good look for your brand, for your product. You're selling your people short by doing that, I think. It was just Cody Rhodes. Just saying. And just Wade Barrett, I suppose. Yeah. Though you're not wrong. All right, let's see. What else? Roman and Rusev is in a cell. I'm sure you're very excited about that. Wait, who cares? Did you care... Do you think that belongs in a cell? Like, is this a blow-off to a great big feud? Like, this may... I I mean, when I think about it... Okay, yeah, they've been... They've been feuding for a long time. But at no point did I say, Oh, man, they have got to settle this thing. And there's only one structure that can contain them. Okay, so my response would be... Name the feud that fits that. There isn't one. If you, I mean, if there, if there was one, it's Charlotte Sasha. If there was one right now. Mm-hmm. I think if they had played with the match order differently, if Roman had won the U.S. title at SummerSlam and then at Clash of Champions, they had that brawl throughout the arena that resulted in a no contest, it would make more sense to put them in a cell. Okay. Because, you know, they were feuding with each other and their anger was so fierce and they were so vehemently opposed to each other that they, you know, the ring could not contain them, therefore Satan's structure must do so. There's logic there. The the logic is a little backwards. I I'm telling you, I am honestly worried we're going to see Lockdown, WWE style. Because I think Rollins-Owens could go in the cell and probably does because their main event matches usually do. I think Charlotte-Sasha could go in the cell and I'm not Are opposed to that. So AJ no. Dean? Oh, no. Wait. No. It's only this a is Raw, Raw only. It's a Raw, Raw only. only. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Raw. But New Day, The Club... Or New Day, well, I guess New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro, actually. That's probably not going to be in a cell. No, but you've probably. got, now there's now there's three matches. Now we're talking, you know, the U.S. title, the women's title, and the world, t- or the universal title, probably all going to take place in a cell. That's going to be close to 50% of your card. Yeah. You know, too much of anything is no good. As lockdown showed us, a whole pay-per-view of cage matches was a bad idea. Especially ones where you didn't have any holes to put your cameras in, so... Yeah. I don't care if Elix Skipper walked along the cage to do that Frankensteiner. Great all-time moment does not justify a pay-per-view. Well, speaking of great all-time moments from TNA, we might be able to see those soon on... The WWE Network. What's what's going on with that? We got an email about that. Where's Brando Max's email? You guys will have probably covered this in the show, 
What do you think of the report of WWE buying TNA's video library and Billy Corgan getting majority ownership of the company? Will we see all of TNA's content end up on the WWE Network, or will we only see the TNA content of the stars that are currently in WWE? I.e. Styles, Joe, etc. Keep up the great work, guys. Your pal, Brandon Mack. What do you think? I feel like we discussed this. Did we? I feel like we talked a little bit about TNA last week. Maybe we didn't talk about the potential of it being sold in two parts. No, we didn't talk about that. I don't understand how that would really work. But I guess if he's going to rebrand the company like everybody says he's going to. Yeah. If he if he creates Smashing Pumpkins Wrestling and it starts October th- it would start on Halloween cuz it's Smashing Pumpkins Wrestling and it starts on Halloween then literally everything TNA from that point before becomes part of the library that WWE purchases I guess that makes sense that makes some sense but it's really a bad deal bad deal bad deal for Corgan isn't it cuz now you're essentially starting a company with no history i mean unless you retain the rights to use that footage also, but somehow I doubt that WWE no, you would, would start do a over. deal that way. You would start right, over so and what's, crown... What's, that doesn't make any sense, though. Why would you take over that company with all of its debt and all of its baggage? Yeah, okay, there's an infrastructure in place and there's talent and stuff that comes along with it, but it just seems to me like you'd be better off starting your own company from scratch. You might be right, but again, there's, you know... You buy. He's essentially buying, and it depends on the price. He's essentially buying the ring, the lights, you know, whatever they have in that warehouse. Oh, I guess that's possibly true. Yeah. So if he, so if he buys all of that, I don't know how the talent deals work. You know, does he buy the rights to? Ha- you know, do these deals have to keep going, or can he immediately renegotiate? But say, you know, look, here's what I'm offering. Because yeah. it could be a very good deal for him to buy, essentially, all of the stuff you need to create a wrestling company, you know, and then you just start it over. And I do think it would start over. They would crown their very first SPW, Smashing Pumpkins Wrestling Champion. And you would he would try to feel like, let's build something like Lucha Underground, because Lucha Underground didn't have a history to go with it besides the name value and past accomplishments of their talent. So, do we see the TNA content on the WWE Network? I'm going to say yes, solely because I would want it there. I don't understand why you would buy it, unless you're buying it for literally thousands of dollars, not even hundreds of thousands, maybe not that many tens of thousands, why you would buy it and then just not let anyone see it. You can put it on there, and now you can say, instead of saying, we've got 3,000 hours of it, we can now say, we have 5,000 hours of it. Because we're going to put, you know, and maybe they don't put on every single impact, but they could put up all of the pay-per-views and immediately add a significant chunk. And again, they seem to want to become the wrestling history. Well, the way to do that is to put up all of the wrestling that you can acquire. So yes, I will say yes, but part of that is just me being hopeful because I want to be able to sit down with you and watch. 
I don't know how soon it happens, but I think yes. You don't buy this stuff without the intention of using it. Well, yeah, and I don't know what the logic is. I don't know how it works inside WWE, how they decide what to put up. You know, they have all of this stuff. They have all of these other WCW content. They probably have some, you know, ECW content they haven't put up yet. They've got all of, you know, the fact that they haven't uploaded every single Monday Night Raw, I'm like, what are you waiting for? Is it literally just you aren't aren't hiring enough manpower to do it? Is it like one guy? You know, I don't know the ins and outs of digitizing actual video. So... Yeah, it's hard to say, right? But, I mean, the fact they haven't put up all of the ECW rebrand makes me think that maybe they don't put TNA up right away, but... I think it goes in the hopper, but I don't think it would be a super high priority. They might put up and again, I don't know what they're buying. You know, do they want, you know, maybe they put up the pay-per-views where AJ Styles or Samoa Joe main events, or I don't know. I don't know how it works back there. I, I have yet to see rhyme or reason or logic behind any of that. Fair. We got one more email. Let's get to it, because otherwise we're going to talk about Goldberg, and I have a feeling someone else tonight is going to talk about Goldberg way more than we will. This one from Mitchell. Yeah. Here's an interesting question for you. What if there was a stable based around the idea of people representing promotions all around the world running roughshod in WWE called the World Wrestling Alliance? Members from TNA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and WWE. Even though it would never happen, who would your people be? Huh. I don't know. So we're we're picking guys from other promotions to work in WWE. Yeah. Es- essentially, what this is is you're making your own Bullet Club slash NWO with guys from others. You know, because I. But see, what's confusing me is and and WWE and Rey Mysterio. Maybe the Darewolf, PJ Black. Why are you picking all the guys who used to be there? <laughs> because I have a feeling that's what they would do. Um, but that's not I what the know. question is. The spirit of the question is it's your picking. Who would your people be? Who would my people be? Okay. Um, it would be Christopher Daniels, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a lock. Um Bastard, you stole my guy. <laughs> he was going to be my first name I wrote down. Yeah, Christopher Daniels for sure. Um, maybe Jay Lethal. Um, hmm. It's hard because neither of us watches Japanese wrestling. Like, I could pick the guys that I know are popular. Like, Okada would be a good pick because I know he's the biggest star in Japan right now, besides maybe Tanahashi. But it's not like I'd be uber excited to see him. No, not at all. All right, I've got my five. Do you? What are they? Lay them on me. Daniels, he's obviously the, you know, I I still think with Samoa Joe and AJ Styles in WWE, I think there's an outside chance Christopher Daniels shows up in a non-wrestling role at some point in the future. 
I think he could show up in a wrestling role as well. I would love to see it because he's among my favorite wrestlers of they all time. Brought, I mean, you didn't you think about it. They brought in Sting knowing he was only going to wrestle a handful of matches. That's true. Very good point. So I, not to say that Christopher Daniels is a Sting-level talent, and I'm not saying that he's not, but I'm not saying that he is in the eyes of the WWE. However, I could see a short-term deal like that mm-hmm. favoring him, especially in light of the things you read about you know, Kota Ibushi's deals that he has in place. Um, that Those short-term deals leave the door open for runs from people like Christopher Daniels, for sure. All right, so Daniels, Adam Cole, okay. Abyss, although I haven't seen Abyss wrestle in a long time, but he would be the monster. Oh, he wrestles all the time. Is he any see, good? He's fine. He was great back when. Yeah, I mean, now Before he developed the so. multiple personality thing. Um, Abyss, Daniels, Adam Cole, uh, the Japanese guy, I'm cheating a little bit. I'd go with Michael Elgin, who is wrestling in Japan, was recently the Intercontinental Champion over there, but he's just so ridiculously strong. It would be fun to watch him. The the na- I'm hesitating. I'm waffling between two guys from Lucha Underground. It would either be King Cuerno or Angelico, and I can't decide who it would be. Prince Puma's real good. I like Ricochet. I do, but I like those other two better. I like Pentagon Dark these days. Oh, I have yet to see... Okay, so I'm at the point in Lucha Underground where... Did you see uh, Ultima... Not Ultima Lucha. Aztec Warfare 2? Where, no. Matan- where Matanza came out? No. All right. Well, so Matanza wrestles Pentagon soon after that and basically t- takes him out so that he's being removed on a stretcher. And I know that that's probably going to lead to Pentagon Dark, but I haven't gotten there yet. So... Yeah. I, I honestly had to force myself to sit and watch SmackDown this morning because I wanted to just watch more Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is real good, man. I'm glad I bought it. I honestly am. I'm glad I, I paid the money for it because it has been well worth the, you know, in turn, you know, you pay, how much money do you pay to go to the movies these days? It, you know. Five dollars. Well, yes, the how we do it. But for the cost of the cost of a night at the movies, you could probably for two nights at the movies, you get an entire season of Lucha Underground. Yeah. Okay, so, so if I actually have to pick people, oh, sure, you, you go ahead. Continue your list. Or are you done? No, that was it. I I picked one from. There's a Ring of Honor. There's actually two Ring of Honor guys. There's a TNA guy. There's. I'd probably go with Angelico just because. WWE and mass wrestlers don't always mix. And then Michael Elgin is my Japan guy, so that's my five. Okay. Um, TNA, I probably would pick Broken Matt Hardy, just because he's popular right now. Yeah. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, I don't know who wrestles there. Fair enough. So I, I don't think I can pick one. I think um, that's fine. Christopher Daniels, I don't think he's currently in Ring of Honor. Is he? I thought so, but I don't know. I have not watched Ring of Honor in a very long time because well, I'm going to pretend. I've... I'm going to pretend that he's from there. Then I'm going to look um, it up because now I'm curious. Because if he's gone, there's really no reason for me to watch it again. Lucha Underground. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pentagon. Pentagon was Dark. a good. Pentagon was a good choice. Pentagon's a good choice. Yeah, I like Pentagon, and. 
I mean, I'd even like to see Matanza, I think. Just doing something a little different. I don't know. They're, I like a lot of the big guys in... Matanza is great. Matanza is great. I considered Mil Mortis. Mil Mortis is... I, he was the other one that I was thinking about, too. Uh, he, he is real good. Yeah. I don't. It's too much. I don't know. Like I could just pick like the whole roster from the Underground, really. I don't like. Uh, Who is your favorite? And, and again, no. I'm never mind. I'm gonna save it. I was gonna Son ask of Havoc. you. Son of Havoc is real good. I was going to ask you for your favorite female talent, but don't answer it. We'll talk about that on a private earful because that is our Wednesday night wrap up show. That's where we talk about Lucha Underground and NXT, and I do want your opinion on their women's division. All right. So cool. All right. Let's see. Uh, do you care at all? I love you, Jason Maltov, but I think you're in the minority here. Doc Manson at Doc Manson, do you care at all that Goldberg seems to be making his return to professional wrestling? Hypothetically, I would care. What A does little that bit. mean? A little bit. Like, I can imagine a scenario where I heard... Goldberg is coming back, and yes, I'm excited about it. I can imagine that scenario. However, the current scenario is not that, because with this news has come the immediate news that it's a done deal that it's going to be Lesnar versus Goldberg at Summer at Survivor Series. I don't want to see that match. I don't want to see that match. I'm holding an index card up to the screen all. because what I have written down, which I wrote before the show, is Goldberg and underneath it says Lesnar and in parentheses it says meh. Because again, we have I, if this was Goldberg and he was going to even wrestle, if he was going to wrestle Roman Reigns, if he was going to, you know, if we were going to see him wrestle some of the new guys, which maybe he will at some point down the road, I would be more interested than watching him wrestle Brock Lesnar. But at the same time, he's going to come back and be Goldberg, probably. Oh, yeah. Which means, I don't know if he's going to beat Lesnar. He might. But if he does, or even if he doesn't, then what? He's just going to go on to defeat a bunch of other people. I don't see him coming back and putting over anyone on this roster. I do. Yes. I see him coming back. He does not beat Brock Lesnar. The best case scenario is he's the first guy to make Brock Lesnar look mortal, which then eventually leads to Brock Lesnar losing at some point down the road. And then I see Goldberg losing to Roman Reigns and then disappearing again. Do you see Goldberg, honestly, after all this time, coming back to lose to Brock Lesnar? Yes. He's okay. coming back. He's coming back to have the match that should have happened however many years ago. I get that. I get that. And I can understand why WWE is insistent that that is the match that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. But and I, I think, I, Go- I I think Goldberg... Want, I don't want to see it. I don't I necessarily it. It either. Bad. But I think Goldberg is practical enough to be like, I'm not coming, you know, I'm coming back for a paycheck and one more to end on terms I want to end on. I'll lose to Lesnar. I'll wind up, you know, I could see him winning 
you know, maybe he wrestles the big show again just for funsies on the big show's retirement tour. But I see him wrestling less than 10 matches and losing less than or losing more than half of the matches he has. Uh, okay. And it doesn't matter because Jason Maltov will cry like a little girl the whole time, which is really the entertaining part of this. Fair enough. All right, my friends. Uh, unless you've got something else to talk about here, you liked Braun Strowman's promo. You want to spend a minute on that? Do you have a piece of positivity for the week? I liked Braun Strowman's promo? You, I thought you tweeted out something about Braun Strowman's promo, about how, how he wanted competition, otherwise there would be no next week. Oh, yeah. I was just envisioning a world where Braun Strowman has to, you know, come up with other hobbies since he's got to figure out what's next. Since it's clearly not this. And I would just thought maybe crocheting would be a nice fit for him. I could see him being a nice woodworker. Yeah, he looks like a whittler. That's a weekly wrestling news segment right there. It's Braun Strowman tries other hobbies. Mm. That'd be a great video segment to just watch him breaking things. <laughs> like he tries yeah. to crochet and he gets mad and throws the knitting needle into somebody's leg that's like across from him or... All right, what's your piece of positivity? What is what is exciting you about professional wrestling? I like AJ Styles. What'd you think of that ending segment? Real quick. What'd you think of that ending segment where, you know... It was fine. They got in each other's face. It felt like they were... I felt like they were trying to force those real moments that have been happening so often on SmackDown. There was too much... Uh... AJ's thing was fine. Dean's promo went on a little too long. That seemed forced to me. And then Cena's little quick talk is cheap thing was sort of predictable, given how long Dean talked for. And then the back and forth, and one upping the other, and the other, blah, blah, whatever. It was whatever. But I did, I did like uh, AJ Styles selling the dirty deeds on the ramp. I thought that was that, that was, was nice. Perfect. Once they started fighting, it was good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my piece of positivity is uh, the Dusty Classic, and we'll talk about this. I'm, again, kind of teasing a private earful. All 16 teams have been announced. I want to talk about them. I want to break them all down with you. There's some great names in there. We're going to get some mysteries solved. Questions will be answered. More questions will be, will be posed. That, yeah. uh, that's what makes great wrestling. I mean, honestly, my real positivity for the week is in one hour I get to watch Lucha Underground. So, looking forward. Is that to why it. we started recording early to make sure you were done by eight o'clock? It actually was. I'm okay with that. I'm all for recording early. If I could, I'd record this when we. I got home at four fifteen every day. I so. am not home yet. <laughs> I know, but you you could you could arrange your schedule. I have a feeling you've got some I'm play there. Not even out of work at that point. Yet. I know, and you won't let me come to your lab with a microphone. No, I will not. All right there, ladies and jelly spoons. We are DDT Wrestling, the esteemed Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Please check us out on Twitter. I, he's at Doc Manson, like I just said. We also have an email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Thank you to Brandon and DJ and Mitchell for the emails and being our besties for the week. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review. Head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash newageinsiders. Will you buy a shirt, please? Here, here's what would make me happy. A little homework assignment just to please one of the hosts, and it would please Doc Manson as well. If you have yet 
to buy a DDT wrestling shirt and you enjoy the work that we do, it's 20 bucks. Pick up a shirt, show some love to DDT wrestling. It's a great shirt for out, for parties, for social engagements. It'll help you pick up a date, I'm sure. It's a conversation starter. It's even good for around the house. Pick up a DDT wrestling shirt, will you? In fact, pick up two. And if you if you can't if you can't justify spending that hard-earned dough on a DDT wrestling t-shirt, and I hope that you will, but if you can't, please download iTunes. It's free. Look up DDT wrestling and leave us a glowing review. Yeah, we don't want a bad review. I, I will only take five stars. Thank you. I agree it's with only, that. It's the only review I will accept. And even if that, I know in this ADHD, instant gratification, social media thing, even if that, even if signing, if paying for the shirt is too much, if signing on to iTunes and leaving us a review is too much, take two minutes out of your day and tell two new people. Don't tell the same old people. They already listen to the show and we love them dearly. Tell two new people. Call a friend, send a Facebook message, tweet at some new people, and let Snap them it. know. You gotta talk like the kids do. They gotta Snapchat this stuff. They gotta send that on Instagram. That's what the kids do these days. Is it an Instagram? Send out an Instagram? I have no idea. It's a okay. Snap, right? I don't know. I don't know. Periscope it if you can. Um, whatever the kids are doing these days. Uh, tell some people about it. Help us build our brand because when we get a lot of listens, when we get a lot of new people joining our show, it fires us up and makes us want to create the most amazing contact for you. Anything left you'd like to say before we head out into the good night, sir? You know that I never do. That's probably true. I hope you enjoy Lucha Underground. I might be watching some of season two. Uh, to try to catch myself up, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>